Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, I'm going to be doing my first kind of content related to free agency. So I'm basically going to be going through like the top wide receiver free agents in this video, you know, just kind of talking through what I think of them as a player, potential landing spots, you know, whether I think their value will increase or decrease, just kind of get my general thoughts on these players. And then also just the overall wide receiver free agent market. And then just like overall potential landing spots, like teams that are going to be out aggressive looking for wide receivers. And we're kind of in this weird spot with wide receivers and free agency, because in the last few seasons, the free agent wide receiver market has crashed pretty badly. So just looking back the last three years, so in 2019, the three largest contracts to wide receivers went to Tyrell Williams, Golden Tate, and Adam Humphreys. Obviously, you know, those three players have not produced really at all, especially in the last three seasons. In 2020, it was Randall Cobb, Emmanuel Sanders, and Robbie Anderson. Pretty rough there also. And then 2021, Kenny Galladay, Corey Davis, and Curtis Samuel. Kenny Galladay just did nothing last year. Corey Davis was solid, but kind of got hurt towards the end of the year. And then Curtis Samuel also did nothing. Keep in mind, this definitely is a stronger class. So I don't think, you know, all of them are just going to be horrible, but I do think teams have kind of understood that you can go out in the draft and bring in a wide receiver who can produce right away, which I think is something that wasn't super common, you know, five, 10 years ago, but I do still have reservations, you know, even though this is a stronger class about the potential landing spots for these players, I've kind of gone through, looked at all the teams, look at their wide receiver rooms. And I made some notes about what teams I think are going to be very aggressive towards free agents in free agency or in the draft, you know, just, you know, teams that want to go out and bolster that roster spot. And so some of the top teams, Falcons, Bears, Browns, Lions, Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Dolphins, Patriots, Saints, Commanders, Eagles, Packers, Raiders, and Jets. So that was a lot of teams, but if you were kind of, you know, paying attention to those specific teams, not a lot of very encouraging landing spots, a lot of struggling teams, you know, a lot of teams that aren't playoff relevant. And then even the teams that are playoff relevant, not super established quarterbacks. So obviously that's not ideal. You know, if you're a top free agent for fantasy, you would want them to get paired up on a solid offense. Now there are definitely other teams like the Chiefs, Bucks, you know, if they get a quarterback, Chargers, Bills, who could be in the market to bring in like solid wide receiver two options because most of those teams have you know stud wide receiver ones but you know there's still a lot of bad landing spots that clearly outweigh the good ones and typically you'll see those bad teams kind of overpay to bring in these wide receivers but let's start off you know breaking down the wide receivers with the number one guy Devonte adams i think you know it's pretty clear he is the number one wide receiver free agent but I would be shocked if he hits the open market. It basically seems like, you know, a guarantee that he is going to get franchise tagged. And so I'm recording this on Friday. This video will probably be out on Monday. And so, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers makes a decision before then, but right now he has not. And so I think the best case scenario for Devontae Adams would be Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay. You know, maybe they play one or two more seasons together, at least while he's on that franchise tag. The next wide receiver is going to be Chris Godwin from the Bucks. I think he's one of the most versatile and well-rounded wide receivers in the NFL. The past three years, he has been fantastic. So 2019, he was the wide receiver two in points per game, wide receiver 15 in points per game in 2020, 
and then the wide receiver seven in 2021. So just very, very consistent. You know, at his floor, he's a wide receiver two, but he's also shown the ability to be a high-end wide receiver one, like we saw in 2019. He is coming off of a season-ending ACL tear, which is honestly kind of a common trend for a lot of these wide receivers entering free agency. You know, if everything breaks right with that injury recovery, I do think he could be back for week one of the 2022 season. You know, that may be kind of wishful thinking. Maybe he plays, but he's limited. I think if we're looking at landing spots for Chris Godwin, I'd say probably most likely scenario is him re-signing with the Bucks. You know, we know he likes it in Tampa Bay, but that could also come down to the quarterback position. If Brady was still there, you know, I think this would be a very strong likelihood that he would resign. But now that it's kind of up in the air, is it going to be Blaine Gabbard? Is it going to be Kyle Trask? Do they bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson? All of that is up in the air. But if he doesn't resign with the Bucks, I really feel like he can go anywhere. He can play out wide. He can play in the slot. He's a fantastic blocker. So he really can fit, you know, nearly every scheme in the NFL. Up next, I'm going to be talking about Allen Robinson. And honestly, I'm not super optimistic about A-Rob moving forward. You know, I've seen a lot of people kind of arguing that he's going to bounce back, you know, on a new team. But he completely flopped in 2021. Like this wasn't just like a down year. You know, he was being drafted as a high-end wide receiver too. And he finished as the wide receiver 83 in points per game. I mean, that is like a historic fall off. In 12 games, he caught 38 passes for 410 yards and one singular touchdown. His highest scoring week, you know, he played in 12 games. The most points he had in one single game was 10.8 PPR points. I mean, you were expecting him to be a lock for that basically every single week as his floor. And obviously there were a lot of factors that did work against Allen Robinson. You know, the Bears offense as a whole was just horrible. Coaching staff was not great. But if we look back in years past, I mean, he's produced with Blake Bortles. He's produced with Mitch Trubisky. He's produced with Matt Nagy as the head coach. And he just did nothing this year. I think if he signs on a good team as like the wide receiver two, I'd be willing to buy back into him as a fantasy asset. But I think if he kind of goes to a team to be the wide receiver one, you know, on like a bad offense, it would probably be a fade for me. Just because at this point in his career, I'm not sure he has it in him to, you know, basically carry an offense like he has in years past. Next up is going to be Mike Williams, and he is coming off the clear best season of his career. He really thrived in the new role that was given to him by head coach Brandon Staley. He finished as the wide receiver 14 in points per game. I feel like the best case scenario would probably be him returning to the Chargers because they showed in 2021 they know how to use him. He saw volume that he hadn't seen in years past while still being a big play guy. Obviously, he is going to be a touchdown threat, a 50-50 ball player. Plus, he's going to be connected to Justin Herbert, who is one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. And if he moves on to a different team, you know, I can't really see him having much higher of a ceiling than he did on the Chargers in 2021. And there's a chance he kind of just flops and returns to mediocrity like he had been, you know, the past few seasons. That may seem a little harsh. You know, he produced, but I just don't know if he's going to have as successful a year as he did in 2021 if he moves on to a different system. The next wide receiver is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. 
And it really looked like he was going to be a very intriguing free agent option, you know, throughout the entire playoffs up until he tore that ACL. I mean, you know, he was solid when he got traded to the Rams in the regular season, but he was still kind of figuring things out. But he was surging throughout the playoffs. I mean, he was dominant. It looked like he was coming back to, you know, close to former OBJ form. And now it just kind of seems like unlikely that he'll be returning, you know, before late into the 2020 season. So it was a redraft option. I mean, like he's probably going to be a double digit round pick just because you're not going to carry him on his bench. And is he going to have like wide receiver one upside when he returns? I don't really think so. I feel like right now the most likely option is for him to return to the Rams. It definitely seemed like they have a good relationship there. He could take a team friendly option, you know, kind of go through the rehab process with that organization and then, you know, hope they make another playoff run and then he can join them. Now we've got Michael Gallup, who is actually going to be another wide receiver coming off of a torn ACL. There have been rumors coming out recently that the Cowboys do want to retain Michael Gallup, you know, re-sign him either before free agency or when we do actually get to free agency. But for fantasy, I feel like it's probably best for everyone except for Dak Prescott if Gallup moves on to another team. You know, I think he has the skill and ability to be a solid wide receiver too in the NFL even on a pretty good offense. But these past two seasons, he's just been stuck behind Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. You know, obviously that's probably for the best. You know, those two are both studs, Cooper and Lamb. But when Michael Gallup was the number two option in 2019, he caught 66 passes for 1,107 yards and six touchdowns in just 14 games. So he totally can do it. You know, maybe he misses the start of the 2022 season, but I do hope he gets the option to be a top two option on a good offense. Now let's shift over to Juju Smith-Schuster, who also had a season-ending injury, and he really started off his career with two just phenomenal seasons, and since then, he's just totally fallen off. He took a prove-it deal last offseason to stay with the Steelers. It did not work out. You know, he struggled in the four full games he played, and like I mentioned, missed the rest of the regular season before making his return you know, in their one playoff matchup. I think everyone knows it is clear that he cannot be a wide receiver one. We saw that when Antonio Brown left, he just kind of could not pick up the role that AB left behind. But I do think he can still be a successful number two or number three option. We know that last offseason, both the Chiefs and Ravens were interested in bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster. We'll see if they're still in the mix, you know, heading into this offseason. I could also see the Buccaneers being a potential fit if Godwin leaves because Juju can come in, fill that role as a slot receiver who is also a very good blocker. I think he's actually a really solid fit there if Godwin does move on, but we'll kind of see how it all shakes out. I feel like he'll likely, you know, have a decent amount of options, even if it's not like a long-term offer that he was probably expecting a few years ago. Here's where we kind of start to see the wide receiver market get a little bit thin. You know, I think I'm going to talk about three more players you could argue some of the other free agents should be up here with these guys. I think I chose 10 overall. Kind of tough when you're getting into like 8, 9, 10. But here I have Christian Kirk. And in four seasons in the NFL, I mean, Kirk has just been a very consistent, reliable option from season to season. In those you know four years, he has scored between 10.3 and 12.9 points per game per year. So, you know, pretty firmly in that range. I'm not super optimistic that he has like a newfound ceiling 
you know, that's much higher than his 12.9 points per game. Like, I don't see him taking a massive leap in 2022 or beyond. You know, he's probably going to just be slotting in as a fantasy wide receiver three, you know, high-end wide receiver four if he gets unlucky with low-end wide receiver two upside, you know, if things break well with touchdowns, stuff like that. You know, maybe he re-signs with the Cardinals. They've got A.J. Green, who's also a free agent. DeAndre Hopkins is aging. They've got Rondell Moore. But, you know, he's young, but they didn't really use him exceptionally well. So I wonder if they make an effort to retain him as kind of like their number two option. Now let's move on to DJ Chark. And I actually think Chark is a really interesting option heading into free agency. He broke out as a sophomore and really looked like a future star, you know, putting up in a thousand yard, eight touchdown season. But then he came out disappointed in 2020. He wasn't horrible, but I think people were expecting him to, you know, at least stay the same or take a jump. That didn't really happen. And then in 2021, he fractured his ankle in week four, missed the rest of the season. I could definitely see him returning here to the Jaguars. He'd have the opportunity to be the wide receiver one on this team. Trevor Lawrence should continue to improve. And this could be, you know, an offense that in, you know, two, three years is one of the best in the NFL. So, you know, I think, you know, returning to the Jaguars would not be bad. Or if he can be a solid wide receiver two on a good offense, you know, maybe like the Chargers, if uh, Mike Williams leaves, something like that. Now on to the final player I'm going to be talking about in this wide receiver free agent video. It is going to be Antonio Brown. And I really don't want to talk about AB if we're being honest, but I expect them to still be in the headlines. And, you know, heading into the 2022 season, they're going to be fans on contending teams that do want their team to sign him. And there's going to be chatter. It's not going to go away because talent-wise, Antonio Brown is still an elite NFL wide receiver. We've seen it the past two seasons. He'd probably be the third best wide receiver in this class behind Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin. But I really just cannot see another team committing to Antonio Brown. In the last three years, he has shattered his relationship with four different franchises. From what we've seen from Antonio Brown, I really think he needs some serious help. So I don't really like talking about, you know, all the things he's done. But just to get like the big picture of his time with the Bucks, I do think it's important to kind of recap it. So he has an eight-game suspension. He's not on a team. Bruce Arians came out early in the season, said, you know, they weren't going to sign him. He's not a fit. That suspension ends and Brady goes out of his way to vouch for Antonio Brown to bring him in. The Bucks agree to sign him. They go on to win the Super Bowl. Antonio Brown catches a touchdown. I mean, everything should be great moving forward. They re-sign him to a one-year deal. I mean, if he finishes the 2021 season, he could be set to have a massive contract because of how well he was playing. But then, you know, we know he storms off the field. And if we're just looking at it like this, AB could not make it work with the greatest quarterback and one of the best leaders of all time in Tom Brady. He had a beloved coach in Bruce Arians. I feel like there's this weird hate towards Bruce Arians in like the NFL fan community. Really doesn't make any sense. I mean, he has been a player's coach for a long time. I think it's kind of like all these like clickbait headlines that we saw with like Belichick and Brady. Bruce Arians is beloved by his players. Obviously, it didn't work out there. AB's been trashing them all over the place. The Bucks locker room as a whole is a very, very solid group of high character guys. You have players like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in that wide receiver room, and AB still could not hold it together. So I really just don't see how he is going 
to get another opportunity. But obviously, you know, if he signs to some team, even if it's during the season, he's obviously going to be worth picking up because for the few weeks he will play. We know he's an absolute stud on the football field. Unfortunately, just cannot get it together, you know, off the field and apparently now on the field when he's on the sideline. But that is going to wrap it up for my free agent wide receiver kind of recap. I'll be doing this for, I think, the running backs and the tight ends. Don't really think I'm going to do it for the quarterbacks because there's really not many like startable options. Most of those guys are going to be available in trades like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, stuff like that. But thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you in the next one.